Back to another episode of the Spartan Dog Podcast. I am Devin, your host tonight with my boy, West Coast Rel. Yes, sir. It's been a couple weeks since we've been here, so we got a lot to talk about. Basketball season has kicked off. The Spartans are heading into uh, late November now for football season, so you know things are really starting to turn up a little bit more. So first off, we just want to recap with you guys a little bit what's been going on with the basketball since it's kind of early right now. Not a whole lot to talk about too much. Um, first game out the get-go, you know, as I was telling uh, Rel offline a little bit, um, Tom Mizzo cannot win these uh, these big games that start out. He cannot beat the uh, the Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina teams at the beginning of the season ever. At least as far as along, I should say, as long as I've been watching them, he has mm-hmm. not been able to win those games. So, but I don't hold that against them because he normally ends up in the Elite Eight, Final Four at the end of the year. So, you know, not about how you start, but how you finish. Yeah, um, I think that. I think that's exactly uh, how that's what he wants to do. I mean, this is why he schedules uh, these tough, tough ass games uh, early in the season, because he's like, hey, it just gets them ready and gets them more prepared for when it is time, uh, time to go in in the tournament. Uh, They'll win those games or, you know, they they, it's a strategy to it. But I kind of I know how everybody hates it because it's like, man, you lose it every single time. Like it's even if you're ranked like you're you'd be ranked top 10. And you'll lose your opener. And it's just like, why are you putting that type of, you know, that type of game on your players at the start of the season? You know, most people don't. So it's just, you know, different strategy, different stroke for different folks. And Tom Mizzle just loves to schedule tough games early. And you know what? I'm I'm actually really okay with that. And I wish they would be able to do that for football. But the problem with football is it's like one loss can kill you. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why they don't do it. And it sucks, but, you know. That's part of the reason why they don't do it for football. But they rebounded against, uh, what was it, Central Michigan? Said they played Central Michigan. The yep. uh, second game, yeah, Central Michigan. And then they just came off a win against Butler, which Butler's actually a pretty good basketball school. They, I think they've been down the last couple of years a little bit. But yep. normally they're a pretty uh, – they're normally a top – excuse me, top ten basketball school. So getting a win against them on the road too, I believe it was. Oh, yeah. Was at, yep. That In was Indianapolis. That was uh that was pretty good by them, but uh, I think for this year for basketball, my standout player, um, kind of the same as last year, uh, Marcus Bigham. I gotta I gotta see big man take over. Uh, I don't know, something's gravitating me towards him, and I like him. I like him as a player a lot, and I just I want to see him take over. I want to see him take over like uh, Kenny Goins, or uh, Nick Ward, or um, Xavier Tillman. You know, Draymond okay. Green. Um, who was the guy that played opposite Draymond Green? Do you remember? From back then, I cannot for the life of me remember that guy's name, but he was so he was good too. I mean, I think he wore number forty four. I just I can't, I can't, I can't remember his name. name. And is is a big dark, is big tall, dark skinned brother. I don't, and it's killing me. That I don't remember his name either because he was, know, he, was right? big, he was bigger than Draymond. Like he was big. His boy was big. But anyways, um. But yeah, I want to see him take over. Like now, I know obviously the size difference. He's not quite like in weight class as big as those guys, but he's just tall and the man's strong. He can get down there. I've seen him do it. So I just mm-hmm. want to see him take over. Yeah. Uh, how about and, you? Uh, what's going on, you? What's going my, on in your head, bro? The guy, the guy that I um, that I'm hoping has a fantastic year is Max Christie, freshman out of Illinois. Actually, gives us. He reminds me a lot. Of Gary that's not Harris, the new point guard, is it? No, nah, that's the new. That's our new shooting guard. Okay, okay, right, 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 All right. You know, 
Max Max Christie, like I said, reminds me a lot of of Harris. He reminds me a lot of Harris. I I just like the way I like the way he plays. He has he get in my opinion he is a breath of fresh air for the Michigan State Spartans. Um, gives them an actual in my mind a go to guy, which they need. They need someone that says, "Hey, if all else fails, give me the ball and I'll score it." So. That's something that I believe Tom Izzo's been missing for years. And, I, you know, one thing I just hope is that Tom Izzo doesn't mess it up. Even though, listen, uh, turnovers are always going to be a problem for Michigan State basketball for some odd reason. Um, I think it's because Tom Izzo runs the same exact plays all the time. So it's kind of like, you know, if you've played, especially in the Big Ten, those coaches have played him for years and years and years. If you don't know his playbook by now, you, you're not doing your job. So it kind of, you know, helps the players to predict where passes will go. <clears throat> I just think that uh, Tom Izzo needs to run backdoor cuts a lot more. Kind of be like Michigan, kind of like Beeline was. And I just that type of offense will help Michigan State in the long haul. So I just, I hope he can, you know, realize that he just has to switch his offense up just a little bit. But like I said, Max Christie, I think that he's going to be a star player. He should be here for, like, in my opinion, two years, and he's gone. So you got to enjoy him while he's here. I apologize. There was a spider on top of my computer. Oh, man. Shot the hell out of me. <laughs> I think that was a spider. Might have oh, been a stink bug. I'm not sure. Uh-oh. I'm not 100%. He got away before I could smash him. Damn. Anyways, um... So yeah, you got you got him. I got Marcus Bingham. Um, you know, Michigan State basketball two and one right now. I think they play tomorrow at five o'clock against Eastern. I have it pulled up somewhere. Eastern Michigan. Okay, tomorrow okay. five p.m. Eastern Michigan. All right. <clears throat> so, all right, guys. Let's get into the football. Um, let's go over the uh, let's go over the Michigan game a little bit. Um. I seen some pretty good throws at a Peyton Thorn. Uh, overall, I mean, let's you know what it was just great to get that win. Period. You know, yes. like you said, you were nervous about them playing in East Lansing. Um, mm-hmm. I was too, just a little bit, even though I didn't really let anybody know about it too much. I was too because I was thinking about that throughout the entire game. But I, you know, they came away with a victory. They they stuck with it, even though they went down sixteen. Excuse me, they went down sixteen, but they stuck with it and. They kept fighting. They never. They didn't give up, and eventually they came away with the victory. And that is the best thing that you know could ever happen to them. The fact that that to me was a staple of Mel Tucker's and his culture that he is building at Michigan State. That relentless, do not quit, do not give up, play till there's no time left on the clock. That type of mentality will help Michigan State win. You know those games that they are down in. You can never let off the gas when it comes to Michigan State because they will always – they just won't quit. They're just like the the scrappy team at the end of the day. Uh, as far as the Michigan game goes, man, that was the Kenneth Walker game. That was the Heisman game for him. So, you know, it was, it was wonderful to see that. It was a, a basically a one-man show. Uh, Peyton Thorne did uh, throw – make some incredible throws late in that game uh, to, to help with the victory. Um but at the end of the day, that was the Kenneth Walker game. Uh, shout out to the, the 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 defensive secondary. Definitely struggled, but they they stuck with it. They just didn't quit. 
and it, and it came down to it was it was a totally different game in the fourth quarter when we were making that comeback. That that really just that stood out to me in that game, and I was so happy for them to get that win in East Lansing to keep Paul Bunyan here. So you know. That was oh, a win, win for Mel Tucker and a win for Kenneth Walker and in, in, in the entire uh, Michigan State program. They said Mel Tucker was the first coach at Michigan State to ever start out 2-0 against uh, Michigan, too. Hey, first that time was, for a lot of things. <laughs> you, know what, you know what I'm saying? It's great. I mean, I, I don't think I've uh, – <clears throat> excuse me, in the, um, in the amount of time that I've been watching Big Ten football, I don't think I can ever recall a running back rushing – for five touchdowns against an opponent like that in a top 10 matchup. I don't even remember um, the next best to Kenneth Walker that I can think of off the top of my head is um, Ezekiel Elliott. I don't even recall him doing that in the, uh, what did he play for Iowa state for three seasons, the three seasons that he was there. I don't ever, I recall him uh, bursting for plenty of 60 yard plus touchdowns, but not five in one game. Right just taking over like just completely taking over now obviously it starts with the offensive line blocking well and they did block very well extremely well but kenneth was exposing people with some of the moves he was pulling and just taking off you know difference between a good running back and a heisman candidate running back there you go but we got the victory over michigan that was huge um that kept that boosted or that pushed us up a little bit into the uh, into the top ten a little bit more, getting us into the playoff conversation at number three. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, <clears throat> excuse me, the following week ran into Purdue. Ran into Purdue. A little bit of a trap. What I actually was starting to look at is more of the trap game than Nebraska this year. Right, and uh, it proved to be pretty fatal. Which you know, <laughs> I knew eventually the pass defense was going to get somewhat exposed and i mean they were they were getting exposed all season but i was like somebody is going to take advantage and they're going to end up winning the game because of it and you know what i'm kind of glad it was purdue because yeah. purdue you know we cannot look at it i don't want to look at it as necessarily a fluke but i want to look at it as yeah we lost on the road to someone to a, an opponent that some people might consider inferior or they might consider not as good there shouldn't be good enough to beat michigan state playing at this level that they're playing but i'd rather it be them and not michigan or ohio state to where it would be almost like a season killer basically so, so yeah I, I completely agree with you now now people are holding this that loss uh over our heads Saying that you know, um, Purdue's not a very good team, even though they are better than average in my opinion. They're you know they're right above it. You know we should have beat them, but you know they just caught us. They caught us at the right time. We were you know riding that high from the Michigan win, and uh, it backfired on us. Uh, you know uh, stuff happens like that. We just didn't have a we didn't play our best game at all. Um, no fault to no fault to anybody else but our own, but. Uh, you know, we got to correct it. You know, we uh, we got the victory the following week. And now it's on to Ohio State. Um, just to touch on Purdue a little bit more. Yeah, I'm hoping that maybe the defense got somewhat of a somewhat of a I don't want to say reality check, but kind of like, oh, we got it. We really got to get this together. Like we got to get this past defense together a little bit. Yeah. Now, moving on to Maryland, we did see a little bit of it with Maryland 
They did, um, at least from my perspective, I did kind of see that Scotty Hazel trying to send more blitzes, and that was putting a lot more pressure on Tua's brother. And when mm-hmm. they did send the blitzes, it was forcing him out of the pocket, and he wasn't making bad decisions. But when we sat and played zone, he was able to pretty much carve us up. Mm. So, although there were a few zone plays where we had where we picked him off. However, but it, we were getting a lot better, a lot more quality defensive plays out of our defense when we sent the blitz. Because I, I, I think our corners, I know they're young, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> excuse me, I think they can. I I think they can play man coverage better than what people think, because if we're able to send that extra those extra couple guys and getting to the quarterback, you know, some of these younger guys they're going to panic. They're not going to make the right decision. They don't. They're they're not. Because most of the, what people got to understand. Not to go off topic too much here, but what people mm-hmm. got to understand is the transition from high school to college. Most of these quarterbacks that are going to D1 schools are not used to all this pressure. Mm-hmm. They're not used to – they're used to just moving around, getting out of the pocket real quick, making a throw downfield, their receiver makes the play. That's how high school football goes. College, there's a lot more schemes, you know, a lot more of this. You got to be able to make more than one read. You're not always going to be able to get out of the pocket clean. Things are going to be different, so – <clears throat> Sorry for the listeners out there. I got a respiratory infection and it is actually <laughs> killing me right now. So, but I'm trying to push through this for you guys. So, oh, yeah. uh, anyways, um, so mm. we, especially you know, uh, uh, to chime in a little bit on Ohio State, um, CJ Shroud is a uh, is a freshman. He's still yep. young. He's very young. He's uh, still very inexperienced. You know, you put some pressure on him, he might he might fold. I've, at least some of the games that I've watched, it looks like when the pressure gets on him, he makes bad decisions. So I think I think I you're think- ab- you're absolutely right. Uh, definitely have to put pressure on CJ Stroud. He is a freshman, so maybe something will you know maybe he can cause some turnovers. But you're definitely right. Scotty Hazleton from the Purdue game to the Maryland game definitely changed it up. Uh, I was uh, on the group text, uh, you know, really not really wanting the the, the Four two five scheme for the Big Ten. It really didn't fit well with me. It still doesn't fit well for me. It is a Big Twelve defense coming into the Big Ten. So Scotty Hazen is going to have to, in my mind, create a way to make it a four three scheme. Bring down Darius Snow uh, and put him in the box to stop the run, or even uh, Xavier and Henderson. Bring him down. Who who cares? But you know. We need it. We don't need it to be the four two five is still not not. It's not good. It doesn't fit what those players are. We need defensive ends to help out the secondary so that they don't have to guard wide receivers for five seconds or more. Mm-hmm. So we we need. That's what I know. This defense needs to be successful is better defensive ends. Yeah, because as the season gone on, I'm I'm looking at them and I'm watching them and I'm like. Yeah, sometimes they get beat, but every defensive back gets beat yes. on a play here and there. But I'm like, these guys are really not like that bad. Like they are not bad individual players. Nope. They just need a better scheme to be able to work with. And a lot Amen. of them are freshmen. They just need a better scheme to work with so that the way they can build their confidence. And I just I hope um I hope that's what they got to prepare. But moving on to um <clears throat> this game coming up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. This game. Is mess. Oh well. Now before we talk about that game, you want to talk about Mel Tucker's uh, contract? Yeah, we can definitely uh, talk about the the contract that is yet to be signed. But listen, I, listen, I want to also talk about that. But we'll talk about that 
right in a minute, uh, reported that Mel Tucker is, you know, ready to sign a 10-year, $95 million contract extension, mm-hmm. which will make him the second highest paid coach in the country in college in college football. And it will make him the highest paid African-American coach in all of sports. So Michigan State is going for the gusto. They are really going all in on Mel Tucker. And I wanted to know from you, are you okay with this type of a contract? If not, what do you want or what 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 is it? Um it uh when I seen that, I was thinking, damn, brother's getting a bag. Big um, bag. But um my real thoughts, like hundred percent unfiltered, mm-hmm. it really it really warmed my soul and my heart up for Michigan State football because now I know the university is really taking it seriously. Amen. I have I have um you know, it, to me, you know, a lot of the uh, my dad and a lot of the old heads I work with, you know, have always just told me or always referred to Michigan State as a basketball school as I've come up and grown up and been, you know, a fan of it. So and nobody's ever really taken the football program that seriously. Mark D'Antonio started changing the culture and he started mm-hmm. making us a winning football school. Yes. But now that Mel Tucker and now they're actually going all in. <laughs> on a contract seeing this, what we're getting from this coach and we, we mm-hmm. see what the results are. This tells me they are not content with being just a basketball school. And this mm-hmm. tells me that they want to take their football program seriously into the next level. They want to be a contender against Ohio state every year in the big 10. And to me, that is like, all right, let's all in whatever he needs, whatever contract, whatever he needs, sign it. Let's yep. get it done. Let's get a deal. Now, what worries me, though, it's like what I told you and Jordan in the group chat. The president is the reason that Nick Saban walked. So mm. I hope that doesn't end up being the case now. I hope the contract gets done and gets signed. Get Mel Tucker here. I don't care. To me, you got to put that ego aside. If it's because Mel Tucker is going to be making more money than you. you yep. Look, you got to get over it because Mel Tucker is bringing Mel Tucker is going to bring in more people, more fan base. It's going to, yeah. it's going to, and you're going to get more money. In. Games are going to be sold out more often. Like, come on, all of it. You're absolutely right. I just wanted to say, um, I love, I love it just like you did. It warmed my heart up too, but it really does make Michigan State. It puts them in big boy territory now. When you give your coach tenure $95 million, and it's it, this is booster money. This is not yeah. the school's money. Yeah, this, so was, this is this strictly boosters. Years too. And I was like, oh man. Even though he probably if he's no, if he's that good, he will not be here for that long. So hopefully the, we got a good buyout with it too. Um but with that being said, it doesn't matter. I whoever comes after Mel Tucker is still gonna be top tier mm-hmm. because now you know. Other coaches know, oh, shit, Michigan State is really coughing up real money. Like, they really are serious about their program. Mm-hmm. I would like to go there. You know, if I can't get an SEC gig with uh, Alabama or LSU, Michigan State is the, the you know, I, would, I, want, I don't want to say the, the next tier, but, you know, I, they are in They're the right runnings there. now. They're in the runnings now. They can go after the best coach if they need to. If they need to go after Urban Meyer. They could, they could, they could lure me. 
So that, I, I I love that about them. They really, like you said, they're all in on football, uh, all in on athletics because, I mean, man, the, the amount of money that they're going to be p- pouring into this uh, and increasing uh, our assistant coach's salary pool as well, which helps, you know, if we have to get rid of one, we know we could go after the top guy for the next job. It, all of that comes into play. I do not listen, but it also changes our expectations season by season. Now you have, in my mind, Michigan expectations. You can't lose more than nine games. We have to win nine games every single season. Mm-hmm. We don't, I'm sorry. We mm-hmm. win. We go eight and eight or, or eight and whatever. It's no good for me. Mm-hmm. We need to win nine or more games every now, single now and you need to expectation is in and, and you yep, our expectation is ending. We now this is but listen, with this contract leering over his head, this is what I wanted to say to all the Michigan State fans right now. I think that plays into our favor. Get ready for, for a real game. I listen, they have us as a 19 point uh underdog. I think that is crazy. Oh, absolutely. I think right, when I seen that, I was like, I was like, oh man, I was like, I know our pass defense isn't great, but I'm like, but we got an offense that can move the ball. Exactly. Now this, <laughs> that is, they're not gonna do us like like Purdue. We're gonna we're gonna hang in there. Like I said, if they can take care of the ball, run the football, and actually, I just pound. I will pound Kenneth Walker into the ground in this game. If you want the Heisman, you you do it against Ohio State, what you did to Michigan. It is handed to you no matter what. You don't have to run a single down after that. You don't have to do anything else. Just go to uh, New York and pick up your trophy. And this Um, is the thing to comment on that, uh, what you said earlier about Purdue loss hanging over our heads. What people don't understand is, like, if we beat beat Michigan, if we come into the shoe and upset Ohio State, that's going to shock the world. The world. And then if we go and win in Indy, it's like we've got three big wins on our resume. It doesn't even matter that we lost to Purdue at that point. Yeah, not at all. Michigan State has to be selected to go into the playoff. Then. Mm-hmm. No matter we what, you can't, we you cannot overlook that. It does because it's not the same thing with Ohio State and Dwayne Haskins from a couple years ago where they beat everybody and, you know, they lost to Purdue. They lost, <clears throat> they lost by 28 points or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Because Ohio State's expectation is to win the Big Ten every year. Now, obviously, Michigan State, like we just said, is getting up there. That's going to be the expectation now with the Mel Tucker getting this contract and you know mm-hmm. getting these new recruits and the transfer portal and all this and all yes. that good stuff. But you know, it's still considered until Michigan State beats Ohio State consistently, mm-hmm. it's still going to be considered a massive upset. So you can't overlook it. Period. No matter sure. what. So, but yeah, the uh, the twenty point underdog basically, we'll just call it twenty point uh, twenty point favorites by Ohio State. I I couldn't believe that. I'm like, I know they got a great trio of receivers, but you know, there's no, there's no way in on earth that we're gonna give them that time of possession will be key, mm-hmm. extremely key. If we can keep our defense and their offense off the field, we will have the best chance of winning. Period. Any player um, you want to talk about? Uh, any player you looking for to stand out in this game, both offense and defense? Oh man, for defense, um, man, who do I really want to stand out? Um, let me say, Darius Snow. Darius Snow has come come to play in in recent weeks. 
and we uh, we really see the potential of him after Xavier Henderson leaves. I'm pretty sure he's going to take that role over. And I I believe you know I'm I have total. Is Henderson, faith in a, is Henderson played all four years? I want to say yes. I want to say this is his this is his last year. I want to say actually you might be right. I think this might be his fifth year because I think maybe last year 2020 was probably the actual senior year, but they gave that as a mulligan. Oh wow! They gave that. They didn't count. That's why Coglin came back because mm. technically last year was his senior year, but they. Um, Coughlin came back because uh, 2020 was counted as a mulligan year, and they said you'd come back for one more season because it was so shortened and whatever. But um, I think defensively for me, (coughs) Jake Ponishuk. Yeah, somebody got to get pressure. I got to see him get to CJ Stroud a couple times. I got to see at least – I got to see two sacks out of him this game. Uh, I'm not necessarily calling for a strip sack fumble, but that would be be amazing if he did do that. However, I just want to see two sacks get to him. Yeah, get to him to. on a, on on the third down. Get two sacks. Everybody has to get to him. Definitely. Oh. Uh, I, also, one thing, uh, defense. I'm hoping that um, Scotty Hazelton uh, can continue to put up the pressure, continue to dial up the blitz. We're gonna need all of that. If we we the, like, there should be nothing left in the tank. There should be nothing left to call in this game. This is your for real Super Bowl. This right here. You win this game. The Penn State game doesn't matter after that. We can lose that one. We'll still get to the uh uh we'll still get to the to Indianapolis. So I mean, like I said, this is this is what it rides on for either team though. Um I wanna see Scotty Hazelton before I talk about my offensive guy. Mm-hmm. Um dial up what we like to call uh the zero blitz. You want zero blitz. I wanna see the zero blitz, basically meaning you uh you it's five on five in the backfield. Mm. Everybody else is blitzing. I've seen uh, Bill Belichick run it many a times. I've seen it ran in college a few times before. Put that type of pressure. I w- and don't even hide it. Put all the people on the line. Okay. I want to see what CJ Shroud can do if we line up. Um, <clears throat> if we line up six people on the line to blitz him. Okay. I want to see what he can do. If he can still beat us and sling it around then, okay. But I want to <laughs> see us dial that blitz up a few times throughout this game. I think we have to. We have to, especially on third down and long. So you offensively, might as well just do it. offensively, I want to. Um, offensively, I got to. Uh, I want to see one of the tight ends step up. I think I want to see um, Tyler Hunt's probably been pretty much the go-to, mm-hmm. the starting tight end for uh, the number one for most of the season. So I want to see him step up. Someone else has got to take a little bit of the pressure off Jaden Reed since. Uh, Naylor's not there right now. Mm-hmm. CJ Mosley hasn't uh, stepped up. Or, or no, I'm sorry. Is that a CJ Mosley? Did I ever that? Trey, Trey Mosley. Trey's Mosley, Jesus. CJ Mosley's in the NFL. That's a linebacker. Um, <laughs> uh, Trey Mosley hasn't really um, <coughs> come to play like I wanted him to. So, mm-hmm. or at least how I, I think he should. He hasn't been doing bad. But anyways, uh, one of the tight ends to step up definitely offensively yeah. for uh, this team tomorrow. For me, it will be Kenneth Walker. Can Kenneth Walker not duplicate what he did at Michigan, but can he be? Can he give us the same uh, the same amount of effort in yards that he gave Maryland? I'll take that type of a game from him because if we can run the football, our play action works. 
and it's just a lot easier, a, a lot less pressure to be put on Peyton Thorne. So that's one thing I don't want is to have Peyton Thorne in tough positions to where he has to make a lot of plays. Because I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't want to put that on on him just yet, not this season. While we have Kenneth Walker, we need to figure out a way to run the football and, and figure out a way to beat Ohio State that way. Time of possession is key. We get the time of possession, we will win the game. I can guarantee you that. Oh, you yeah, just gotta, just gotta focus key. on that. Just gotta focus on that. Time of possession is definitely gonna be key for this game. And you're right about Trey Mosley. I think he should step up this game. I want to see him step up and and whoever else is next. You know, next man up. Uh, give me Keon Coleman. Uh, give me Malik Carr. Uh, give me one of those guys. Somebody, somebody <laughs> has to step up and make some plays this this game for sure. I guess uh, kind of ended on a note for us um, score prediction. I was asked on Twitter how many points uh, Michigan State needs to score in order to beat Ohio State, mm. and I said thirty-one. So Ooh, I'm I... saying um, I'm saying final score maybe thirty-one twenty-eight. Matt Coglin walk off field goal like twenty fifteen. Maybe. Uh, my my was uh my actual score prediction for them. I think they need twenty seven points to win. I don't think they need to score too much. I just I want it to be. I yeah. I would even be happier with a lower scoring game than that, just because you know I don't I don't want them to. I want them to eat up so much clock that they don't score as much. Mm-hmm. So if I can get a twenty four twenty one game, I'm with that field goal. You're right. Field goal is going to win this game. They might well get ready for that. It's either going to be a supreme blowout or we're going to win this game. That's, that's how I look at it. The close game, we should win. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the Ohio State's going to have to blow us out every single time to really beat us. But yep. if we can keep it close, I believe we'll win it. I just think momentum will just carry us to winning it anyway. So, yeah, look for that. 24-21. I'll give it that. Um, I, uh, what I got to uh, – last couple points I want to make. Um, people – People got to understand and remember, yes, Ohio State offense has got its rhythm and whatnot, but their defense is still struggling. Yes. Now, they're not quite as bad. Their pass defense isn't quite as bad as ours, but they're still struggling. Mm. And we have a pretty competent offense that can take advantage of that through Kenneth Walker or through the air. But, yeah, and we're going to need all of it. That's pretty much all I got to say on it. Um, you got any other thoughts you want to get out there? Uh no, man. Just uh ready for tomorrow, man. I'm just I'm uh, I'm yeah, really ready. I'm ready. I'm excited. Uh, I'm I'm ready to get to it. Man. I'm ready to watch. I'm you know, I'm nervous, but I'm really excited about this game. Like, really I, excited. I am usually excited regardless how bad Michigan regardless of how good or bad Michigan State is playing throughout the year when they come to play Ohio State. But um this year I'm I'm really excited. And yeah. I think people I think a lot of Ohio State fans, especially a lot of the older ones, don't really recognize like this is going to be a lot closer game than what people think. Of course. Vegas so, is going to lose that one for sure. But um, <clears throat> we want to uh, we'll go ahead and close it out here for you guys. Um, want to thank you guys for tuning in, listening to the Spartan Dog Podcast. Um, again, my name is Devin with my boy Rel. We'll be back hopefully on a little bit more of a consistent basis. Um, we'll try to put out another episode uh, shortly after the Ohio State game, win yes. or loss. Um, yeah. And then throughout the rest of the season, and looks like, and after that, we'll be heading into basketball season. We'll maybe try to come out with an episode one every two weeks or so. You know, kind of mm-hmm. get a couple games in to talk about. Yeah. Um, but again, thank you guys for tuning in, listening. 
<clears throat> we'll see you guys in the next episode. Everybody have a wonderful mm-hmm. evening. Uh, go green. Go white.